Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. See store or website for details. This is Cordishi and Coit. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original, 1037 WEEI. Welcome back to Cordishi and Coit on WEEI, 401-777-1037. The phone number, the text line burning up with the Celtics text, I can tell you that. <laughs> That's good. I can tell you that. Uh, didn't Eric Spolstra have much the same concerns brought up about him when he took over the Heat? Look at him now. How about we see at least two two full seasons? You guys are acting like they're two and six, not six and two. Fair enough. If you want to wait it out, I'm good with that. I'm just telling you, my, my gut tells me that uh, I don't know I just don't like what I see from Joe here early on well texter you know what yeah we're nitpicking but you know what I, I'd rather be doing this with a six and two team and talking about these so these are good problems to have this is a much better conversation than the conversation we're having with the local football team I'll tell you that like we, we're nitpicking with guys this is a very talented team and we both believe that if they put it together they can win a championship and we'd love to see and, that. And, and look, if 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 you want to say give him time, uh, look, I, I get that, yeah. and that that's that's a fair fair criticism. Uh, having said that, though, I don't care if you're in your first game as a head coach in the NBA, you've been an NBA veteran coach for 20 years. I know enough that when a team's going on a nine nothing run in a game that's in overtime, you probably should call a timeout. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not excusing Joe because he's only in year two as head coach for not burning a timeout somewhere along the line there to prevent that 9-0 run by the Timberwolves. Slow him down. I mean, that's basketball 101. Slow him down. Um, yep. We'll get back to more of the text in just a moment. 401-777-1037, the phone number. Uh, we also threw a little Patriots out there. I do want to get into the Bruins as well. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can do it right now. Maybe we can do that right now. Um like what I see from this team, I'm pleasantly surprised. I, yeah. I didn't know what to think about this year's team. I thought they had enough talent to be a playoff team, but I thought they'd be maybe somewhere in the middle of the Eastern Conference, maybe lower middle of the pack. And, you know, lo and behold, here they are, the best team in the East right now, and they're playing great. As we've talked about, goaltending is definitely their strength, and I'm going to be honest with you. I think right now Jeremy Swayman's their number one, not Linus Omar. Yes. If you're asking me who their best goalie is, 
it's Jeremy Swayman. Yes. And I say that in all due respect to Linus. Yes. I'm I'm with you. Yes. I so the record and the way that they've they've done it so far, I, I that's the the surprising part is that they're what, eleven one and one, I believe. Like that's that's really darn impressive. Um but did I think they still were a good team? I said this to you, Scott. Yeah. Yes, you lost Bergeron and Krejci in the offseason. There's still too many good players that you have from last year coming back. You still had your top defenseman. You still had your top scorer. You still had your two top goaltenders. I, so I looked at it. People were like, they lose Bergeron. They're out of the playoffs. I'm like, how are they out of the postseason? Really? They didn't lose that no, much? I didn't think no that. No way. Uh, no, I, I said it at the beginning. I'm like, well, well, I think I, are people nuts? Like, they still have David Pasternak who scored 60 goals last yep, year. Yep. Like, what are we doing? So I, I'm not surprised that they're playing well. I'm surprised they're playing this well. That's pretty good. And the pleasant surprise and something that is really, really encouraging for the future here is the fact that they have young players that are coming up and making immediate contributions. I mean, yes, Matthew Patra has sort of been in and out in terms of his impact, but that's, that's any young player. The fact that the kid is there and he belongs – that's huge for them. Yep. And the fact that Johnny Beecher can come up from Providence, I liked him in Providence. Yep. But he's contributing up on the big club. And then the fa- the fact that Mason Lorai is going up and filling in on defense and he's making an immediate contribution, all of a sudden you look at it and say, huh, Don Sweeney's got a talent factory coming up to Boston. Yeah. Like I know I'm exaggerating a little bit, but y- young players contributing – that changes the conversation with Sweeney a little bit. Have they turned a corner? Did they change some of their scouting strategy, whatnot? Did they oh, – there's my first whatnot of the morning. Go ahead, Dad. You can make fun of me. Check <laughs> should, me, Dad. Should, should we start a counter on the whatnot? There it is, court? Dad. Just go ahead. Ding. Oh, there it is. There's the call. There's Dennis. There's Victor and Fall River. Um, no, I, I just the, – the Dennis. Change... Who's the Dennis guy? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Whoa. That's a little slip there. Yikes. Who is that? Um, no, I – when uh, young players are coming up and making immediate contributions, that's a huge development. And I, I'll say this, Scott, when I first saw Mason Lorai in Providence last year, I was like, mm, this kid's going to be something. I mean, he is, he's young, he's lanky, but he's long. If you see him on the ice, you're like, ooh, this guy, he, he, has, those, he has those metrics as a defenseman, like, oh, he can be disruptive. I, I really, yeah, I, I like the kid a lot, and I, I think he's got a bright future. You know, I think when, when a guy like Bergeron, you know, decides to retire and Krejci, you know, we were worried about the center position. And t- to their credit, I know he had a hat trick the other night, but Charlie Coyle stepped up. You mentioned yeah, Potras, the young Potras has really shown flashes. Zaka's been decent. Mm-hmm. So, and, and a guy like Van Riemsdyk, too, on the wing, has been a, a, a nice surprise for the team this year. So yep. I love what I see with this team. I, I'm just telling you my one early season observation is – I think they have a number one goalie, and it's not the guy that we thought was the number one goalie. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's Jeremy Swayman. And I'm not saying that that means they should then trade Linus Hallmark. I know a lot of people <laughs> are for that. I'd be okay. We you have two br- goaltenders. You know, if you could bring back maybe, uh, you know, a front-line, you know, guy to, for Allmark, and, you know, because you can free up some money there. What's he making, $5 million a year? Yeah. So I, I, I'm okay with whatever the decision is. If you want to keep him – I think there's two goalie things working for the regular season. It yeah. keeps both guys fresh. They're both good. Gives you a shot every night. But then does it become an issue in the playoffs? Do you need to settle on a one? Do you need to continue with the rotation? Last year, I think the mistake that they made was is they went with a less than 100% Lena Solmark. And if that was the case, if he wasn't 100%, which he wasn't, 
then you should have gone to Swayman earlier than you did. Then came you know? seven. Um, yeah, I so agree. That's my I, only issue, like how that plays out come postseason. I personally, I would have, I would have moved Olmark in the off season because I don't think his value would have been, uh, you know, higher than what it. That's was. a great point. You could have sold really high. Vezina Trophy winner. Yep. Like, and and he's still. If you say the deadline was coming up and you were to move him right now, like I think his value is still really high. Oh yeah. Um, you know, but that's that's when I would have done it. Um, now I think it's a little bit more. Well, you're into the season. Like, you don't got they two... have? Don't they have a stud goalie down in Providence? Yeah, they. I, I think Bussy is enough that that you could have a uh, Swayman start and he could offset him every once in a while. That sort of the traditional goalie setup. Because right now I think you have one and one A, and that's. I, I've heard. I hear the point in Boston about you know. Do you need two number one goaltenders when you're missed? May, maybe a forward or a center short. I get that. That's why I would have moved Olmark in the offseason if you could get a center for him. Yep. Um, that was my concern. But if it's working and you don't want to disrupt it and you like going out there with both guys every night and it's a strength for your team, I'm with you right now too, Scott. If if there's a deal to be made, though, I, I, I would make it. I'm not, I'm not at this point in time right now, I'm not sold either way. I'm okay with whatever they're – they're doing clearly. They're doing something right because they're eleven one and one. They're doing something right. So if goaltender's your strength, you know. But I think at some point, Swayman Swayman's going to need to be paid, and they can't they can't pay both of these guys like big bucks. So they are going to have to move one of them at some point. So that's why I guess I do lean toward, you know, at some point dealing dealing Olmark. Um, the, the problem with dealing um, Linus is they gave him that no-trade clause with half the league, so it limits your options. Yeah, but if you find the deal, like, you got to go out and explore it either way, Joe. Like, if, if you can find a deal, go out present yeah, it Yeah, and him. sometimes you can talk guys out of that no-trade yeah. stuff by saying, hey, look, we've settled on Swayman as our number one. You're not going to play as much or whatever. You know, you could, you could present it to him in a yeah, way that, right. you know what, you can stay here, but you might not be thrilled with your role. Yeah, right. You know? So, anyway, yeah. uh, Celtics text here, a couple to get to, and then we'll t- squeeze in one more phone call yeah. before we take our top-of-the-hour break. Um, Celtics, new players, but old habits die hard. Iso ball and hero ball down the stretch. No defense, no movement without the ball, no set plays, shooting threes over double coverage. And who crashes the boards? Johnston Joe has to go. That's, that's a little strong, but that's a Celtics fan that's not happy. This one, I have a question. Shouldn't Sam Cassell be telling Joe to call the timeout? I get that Missoula's the head coach, so he doesn't have to listen, but I hope his assistants are saying something or in his ear. You know what, Texter? I like that point because they added a lot of guys on this staff. Isn't somebody supposed to be the bug in his ear for those sorts of things? Shouldn't shouldn't yes. Lee be that guy? Shouldn't yes. Cassell be that guy? I would agree. I would I would think that one of those guys would say, Joe, you got to stop this, man. Yeah. You got to stop the bleeding. You got to call the timeout. I yeah, I would agree with that, Texture. That's a good point. All right, let's say hello to Alex in Cranston who wants to talk about the Celtics. Good morning, Alex. You're next on Cordishi and Coit on WEEI. Yeah, good morning, Scott. Hi, Nick. Uh, Hi, what's up? Alex? Yeah, so um, yeah, no, so as far as Celtics, so um, again with um, just the you know the two new guys, Porzingis and and Drew coming in, with Tatum and Brown being the other two top, you know, the, the core of the team. Uh, that's fifty percent uh, of the team is. I mean, this starting team is pretty much new, right? So the core, I should say, because there's a fifth guy too. So, yeah, I, I think I'm an optimist, I guess, on, on that sense. But um, also, as far as the timeouts go, I think that um, you know, 
um, Joe is uh, Coach Joe is trying to kind of bring his inner Bill Belichick uh, a la uh, Super Bowl Forty Nine, where um, you know he at the very end of the game, uh, you know, he didn't call the timeout, and, and Malcolm Butler, uh, you know, intercepted the uh, the throw from Russell, and then they won the game. So I think he's he's hoping that one of these days that there's no calling timeout will work for him, but right. uh, I don't know about that. No, and, I'm, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, yeah. I'd, I'd say that's a little bit of an apples and oranges thing. I mean, when the Timberwolves are on a 9-0 run, you have to call a timeout to stop the bleeding. True, it's not like true. it was a close but game. Also, you know, yeah. Yeah, he was also very nerdy about some stat, uh, statistics about uh, three-pointers. I heard an interview um, of him uh, from just just from the, uh, the, uh, the game that they lost, uh, the last game that they lost. Um, he was talking about, you know, if we take so many three-pointers, he was so nervous about it. And I think that maybe he's just, you know, he's relying on stats a little too much than just to kind of, you know, the flow of the game and the flow of the players. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that that could be a point there. Uh, and thanks for the call, Alex. Um, yeah, I I don't know. And I, I'm with Alex in the fact that this still is a new group, so they're trying to gel together, come together, figure each other out. I'm I'm totally willing to you know take that time because you, it, it is a different squad, but some of the old habits that that have been there with the the two stars are still concerns and still there yep. until they prove us wrong. Yep. Until they have the hardware to show it, that's that's the big thing. They need to to you know in these late game situations, particularly with Jalen Brown, because I I think there's still that that sting and that that sort of stink from the fact that. Tatum rolls his ankle in the first minute or two of the Heat Game 7 last year in the Eastern Conference Final. Yep. And this is a guy that you pay $300 million to in the offseason. But even before that was, you know, your 1A, and he didn't step forward in that game. Right. In fact, he just he kept turning the ball over. That was his time to shine, and he didn't step forward. Right. And, and I think there's still some of that there in terms of what we are watching with this team and what we remember with this team and saying, like, and, and I know it's funny. The year before, he was the best player in the finals. That was the, that was the strange thing. It's right. like Jalen Brown was the best player in the finals. They win the finals against the Warriors. The finals MVP trophy is going to Jalen Brown. Right. Uh, but what have you done for me lately? That That's what I think Celtics fans look at, see, remember, you know, in terms of recency. And... You know, it hasn't been hasn't been great. So you you want to see Brown come up in those big big moments and come up with a big shot because you've seen Tatum do it. Have you seen Jalen Brown do it? Not a ton. No, nothing memorable, at least. All right. So we've hit on the Celtics, the Bruins. We even got into a little Patriots. We'll get more into the Pats when we come back on the other side. 401-777-1037 is the phone number if you want to join us. We'll take a timeout. You're listening to Cordishi and Coit on WEEI. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 